0: Is it deliberate that the news gets extra spicy and interesting whenever we're recording a podcast? Is this cosmic?
1: Community. Capital. Community. Capital. Put your money where the movement is. It's the people that make the world go round. That make the world go round. That make the world go round. Oh, is it the money?
0: Hey, I'm Alexis. I'm community.
1: Hey, I'm Michael. I'm Capital. So
0: something like that. We are recording.
1: Thumbs up. Why don't we start with the the topic du jour? Uh, we have to. Coinbase is that a thing? Is Coinbase going public? I don't know. <laughs> if, if, they, if they are, I haven't I haven't seen anything on Twitter. Man,
0: did I? I mean, have I mentioned Coinbase enough times yet? My best. <laughs> My best seed investment of all time that will never be reproduced ever. What do you think, man? I mean, these numbers looked pretty good, look pretty good for Q1.
1: Yes. Uh, so number one, I think we are in a crypto bull market. Yeah, uh, fact. <laughs> which, the, the Approved. Numbers are like that. It uh,
0: is magical so- right now.
1: Well, you know what's, so what's crazy about this is if you, I think it was what, it was 1.8 billion of quarterly revenue. That was right. 9x what they did last year. So not just to put that year. in context. So yeah. that's more on a run rate basis. That's almost $8 billion of, of run rate uh, on an annualized basis. That's more revenue and EBITDA, actually, when you run rate their EBITDA out as well over four quarters than the major exchanges like ICE and CME, which are respectively like 65, 70 plus billion dollar companies. So that's, when you think about that, that's crazy. So as a finance guy,
0: what is that? What's that mean? Like, what does it mean for the institutions that have built uh, like empires
1: on top of fiat? So it means that they need to think about how... The, how crypto is kind of a part of their world. Should they mm. offer crypto to their client base? I mean, Fidelity has already done that. They have how do they a. Not? They have a crypto fund for for investors, uh, Mm -hmm. some including Fidelity. And actually, my former boss from Goldman runs Fidelity's digital assets business. Um, And he was very early in the crypto space named Tom Jessup, um, Mm -hmm. really sharp, and and saw this well before many others, actually. Um, But what's interesting about this is the institutions have started to get into things like custody. Uh, So Goldman's even thought about offering custody. And that will probably compete with a Coinbase. But I think there's actually two really interesting things here. So, one is institutions obviously need to think about how to offer crypto assets as a as an investment opportunity to many, particularly younger investors, right? If they want to capture that client base because to put it in context, I think Coinbase has 56 million brokerage accounts. That's more than Schwab, that's more than Fidelity, that's more than Interactive Brokers. So, there are more customers on Coinbase than there are with those retail brokerages. So they need to think about how to capture that customer. But then the other side of this is actually, I think a question for Coinbase is, should Coinbase go into traditional financial services or should they go deeper down the crypto rabbit hole because they could offer retail brokerage like Robinhood and compete with Robinhood because they have more customers and then compete with Schwab and all of that. So I think that becomes a really interesting strategic question for them. I feel like
0: there is this new frontier that's getting unlocked because of the blockchain and we're still skimming the surface of it with, you know, the, the boom of NFTs and the potential for Ethereum. Why not just build the new world order on Coinbase? and 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 not sort of take your eye off the prize to go back to old school
1: like let me buy 50 shares of GameStop. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's an, so it's an interesting question. I mean, I think you have to have institutional capital also move over and you have to have um I think like look, in other parts of the world where people can't trust their governments, can't trust the currency fluctuations, like crypto as a totally independent uh, financial structure away from fiat makes a ton of sense. So, like people in places like Argentina or Venezuela, th- that totally makes sense. Um, I-, I think people in other developed markets also understand the merits of crypto too as an investment opportunity. Now, in many respects, it's much more of a speculative asset, right? So, like you're like th- there is not necessarily a a there's not a productive asset element to it. Um, mm. So, so you're betting that the price will just continue to go up based on supply demand dynamics and, and other things. Yeah. So, you know, th- there's there's questions as to what this will look like as an investment, but at the same time, like I think institutions have to think about offering it, and then I think certainly with the from the Blockchain, kind of from the blockchain component, yes, there are absolutely ways to create efficiency, but it's going to take time for institutions to totally move over. And because of that, I think you know it, it's it, it's it, we live in kind of this middle world between like traditional financial services and now DeFi, and people mm-hmm. are starting to make money investing into. NFTs, which has has much of the market has gotten rocked. I think seventy percent of NFTs are down this week. I think that was you know that that was that was something reported. So like mm-hmm. there's still you know kinks to be worked out, and there's still merits for traditional financial services in that regard. So like I think we're going to live in both worlds for now until institutions kind of are able to move over. I mean, just to to think about this from a Coinbase perspective. Over 91% of Coinbase's revenues are driven by the retail investor, yet 60 I think it's about 60% of their volume is driven by institutional investor. Now, it means that they have a lot more volume from the institutional investor on the trading volume side, but significantly less revenue from the institutional investor than they do the retail investor. So I think it shows we have come a very long way. And people may use Coinbase as the on-ramp. I mean, for some, Coinbase may be their first investment into a financial asset of some sort. So this may be their first brokerage account before they had a Schwab account or a Robinhood account or whatever. I mean, there's only only 14% of American households actually directly own stock. That's shocking,
0: yeah. But I get it. Even even in this world of democratization and the Robinhood effect, it's still actually shockingly small, how much impact it's made so far.
1: It is. But I mean, to your point though, like th- there's a whole new world out there and it feels like we're living like in the middle of a massive shift where people think about things differently. They invest into things differently. I mean, the, the question in my mind is like back in 2012, when you decided to invest into Coinbase, what did you, what did you see? Like, was this what you, kind of saw unfolding to some extent or, or was it? Yeah, this was everything according
0: to plan. This was exactly what I had in mind. No, it was, I gave you that layup. It was 2012. (laughs) And I I reviewed the very basic notes uh, that I had made back then. You know, I'd worked with Brian a little bit when he was a partner, excuse me, when I was a partner at Y Combinator and he was going through the program. And what was most telling and actually impressed all of us at YC was that he left Airbnb at a time, I think right after Airbnb hit their $1 billion valuation, which, which back then was a big deal. And it was clearly doing well and going to be a success. And he left because he thought there was so much potential in Bitcoin and because he wanted to build that on-ramp, that way to get from fiat to crypto for millions and millions of people. And he had that vision. So he was a really compelling founder, well-regarded, leaving a great startup, to go do something he thought could be bigger, which is always going to get your attention. And then finally, r slash Bitcoin was a vibrant community. It was already a religious sect, not at the scale that it is today, but it clearly had a fervor. And, And you can't look away from things like that. It is a very unique thing. And especially back then in 2012, when the internet was still a lot younger, Um, To see that kind of organization of of pretty smart people really motivated for some potential thing based on a pretty unique white paper, eh, the bet was like there's a there there and if the government doesn't shut it down and if a bunch of other things work out, like this would be a massive business. But, you know, the benefit of early stage investing is you get to take these risks on totally unproven markets and if you get it right, look like a genius and if you get it wrong, People are like, well, eh, it's early stage investing, like it's going to happen. And this just happened to be one of those times we
1: got it really, 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 really right. What did you see in the r slash Bitcoin forums that people were talking about? Was there anything in there that gave you insight into this is going to become a thing? Okay. So
0: especially back then in 2012, Reddit was not a very accessible platform, And and so there was already a lot of overhead just to create a community, let alone be an active, engaged member of a community. And so all of the communities, by and large, were pretty obvious themes, right? They were things like picks or funny or sports teams or or things where you know it's pretty low-hanging fruit. For something that was so new and so nascent, and at the time Bitcoin was probably like a few dollars a Bitcoin, maybe five bucks, ten bucks tops. The people who were there talking about it passionately and what it could be required a certain amount of aptitude because they had to have spent the time reading over uh, Satoshi's white paper, talking to other folks. Like this is not trivial uh, sort of computer science or, or math to to sort of grok and, and and really believe in, but they did. And when you see that many fairly smart people, no, no disrespect to the early r slash Bitcoin community, but you see, you see that many people congregating around something with a kind of religious fervor, in 2012 like you just have to pay attention and so just all those elements happening were enough to get me to go okay there's there's a there there and and if they are right holy shit this is going to be a big deal that was really that was really the extent of it and i look at even things like so i helped place the first story about coinbase before the series a it was in the wall street journal at the time it was really important to get a story about Coinbase and Bitcoin in the Wall Street Journal because that's like, uh, especially in 2012, that's the place people go for important financial news. And, and I remember we got the article for them and it turned out great. And, and I felt like, hey, I pat myself on the back. Like I helped get this company a really important uh, story placement. But and I think it might have one of the first times Bitcoin was even mentioned in the journal as like a featured serious thing.
1: What was it mentioned? What, what was the context of the story? Like, what was it about this company that just created this exchange for Bitcoin or was it like, was there this bigger narrative?
0: Here, I have it here. Sarah Needleman, headline, Coinbase nabs $5 million in biggest funding for Bitcoin startup. 11-month-old startup Coinbase announced on Tuesday the largest funding round to date for a Bitcoin startup, a $5 million investment led by Union Square Ventures. So we'd invested about probably nine months before in the seed round and then again right before the series a it's pretty wild yeah i mean this is look this is, seems so quaint five million so they're, they're see five million
1: dollar round so their seed round was six hundred rounds grand. happen at seed yes with like it's nothing. no product yeah team and a blank sheet of paper which you know th- that's the world we live in
0: you want to but you want to know something though the seed round of 600 grand they had raised in september of 12 that was the one that we did um, that was not a hot round coming out of YC at all. People balked a bit at the price. People were just like, man, not really into it. It's funny. It's like Coinbase is an online platform that allows users to buy Bitcoin. The virtual currency taking the tech world by storm. Users can also store Bitcoin in a digital wallet and pay merchants, merchants for goods and services with it. About 300 have signed up, including Reddit. So I was you know, working behind the scenes there to help out the, the port co. At the time, look at this. They had uh, 116,000
1: members. 116,000 members. Yeah. I mean that's the religion, right? That's they had that kind of traction and could only get hmm. at they get to that point it was a $5 million raise. Yeah. Yeah, but that I mean that that, that series
0: A was a good was a good series A. Yeah. It's funny too cuz Gary found a bunch of old emails um cuz we were trying to pitch series A investors. Like good seed investors, we said, "Okay, we think this one's tracking We just backed up the truck and wrote like the biggest check of our lives, which was I think 200 grand, maybe 250K because they were running out of working capital. So we're like, we got you. Here's some money, simple terms, get it on a safe or whatever, get it done. We'll help you raise the series A. And we sent these emails out to like, I won't name names, but like very well-known investors who either just outright were like not interested. And it's funny because you see these emails and in hindsight, you're just like, man, what more could I have done to just like say like, here's some free money. And it's this funny dynamic. Now, obviously there are other deals that I know at the time, I feel like I'm doing the same thing and, and maybe other investors don't see it and so be it. But the best part of this job is one has to be relentlessly curious about new industries, new markets, new things. Because I think, you know, May 7th, 2013, or even, you know, September 2012, when they did the seed round, was an easy time to be dismissive of Bitcoin and very easy in fact but there were a lot of people who were were religious even back then
1: that's a great point because it's you know seeing things before others see them right number one Um, but two it's like you have to have some sort of unique insight into why you might think that that it could work and it sounds like you had that because of the connection to Reddit and seeing what was going on in the Reddit community, which gets to like, in many respects, this like the community side of community times capital, right? Because it's like seeing people so passionate about something gave you a different level of belief and conviction than others may have had. Cause they may not have been exposed to that. So what, like That's true. what, what about that and kind of having a different worldview maybe is what creates some people finding those companies and some people not.
0: I, I don't know. I can't unsee it. Like it's just, this is how I've been consuming the internet since I was a kid. And then building this Reddit thing. Like I can't unsee this way of consuming content and creating content and community is just at the heart of, of all of it. It really, I like, there's no other way to put it. It just is.
1: Was Brian, and or other crypto, early, early crypto adopters or startups, were they pitching the idea of community as being such a big part of this? Because that's what crypto has become. Mm. And you may have seen that back then. So like, was that, was that a piece of all of this? A little bit. Actually, I should
0: give Brian and, and Fred credit on that. I think at the time, I probably didn't appreciate it as much because I was still too in the bubble of like, everything is a community, the internet, because I, all I was doing building Reddit was just begging people to understand that community was one of the most powerful forces on the internet at a time when all of social media was based on followers on just like, Hey, look at me, follow me. I think, I think Brian and, and Fred understood the crypto community was, was requisite, right? Because they are the ones, not just who need to believe in it, but who need to believe enough to invest in mining, who need to believe enough to invest in improving the technology, who need to, you know, et cetera, et cetera.
1: Were they spending time on the Reddit forums and on r slash Bitcoin?
0: Absolutely. And, and actually, maybe that was probably, you know, now that I think about it, that was, that was one of the signals where now in hindsight, it was really obvious because they knew where their power users were and they went to them and they didn't come being like turds <laughs> they came respectfully and came with the expectation of giving and not just getting. And, and this is something I think a lot of founders get wrong, have gotten wrong. They're, I think the next generation is just savvier by default because they grew up in this world. During the first wave of social, those 10, 15 years, everyone got in this mindset of social media is a platform where I have a place up high and I have followers and I just send them stuff. And that's not a healthy relationship for community building. Because the tools sucked for it. They weren't designed for it. And, and so the founders who failed took those principles for how to do it sort of one to many and tried to bring them over to community platforms and were basically like booed off the stage, so to speak. And so that's where I think just instinctively these founders knew it, 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 they had to use a different playbook because, yeah. I mean, otherwise crypto is just not going to work. You need it. You're very aware.
1: Were other finance conversations happening on Reddit at the time in the same way that like R/slash Bitcoin might have been?
0: Yeah. The other one was the personal finance community. And that's really the story of um, oh geez, credit karma. Mm-hmm. I mean, credit, credit karma is to date, I still think one of the best brands to ever utilize Reddit as a marketing device. And and what they realized was Here was this community where people had trust about personal finance, things normally pretty obscure or just full of spam or just bad advice. And they could break through by offering something because like getting your credit score used to be really like a scammy, nervous kind of experience. And they ostensibly brought transparency and candor to it and, and just made it a lot better. And one of the ways they did that was by really engaging in the community, not just with ads, but anytime the brand came up, like the CEO would join in on the comments and good or bad, like respond to people. And it was, it's actually been a textbook uh, example for, I don't know how it is to this day, but as of like even a few years ago, it was still top,
1: top form. Were there always people who were kind of like leading that community, whether it was like R slash Bitcoin or R slash personal finance. And, and there were people who others could look to. Cause that I think is the other mm. piece that's so fascinating about crypto is that it's decentralized, but yet the irony of it all, Coinbase is a centralized company, and maybe it has to be to be that connective tissue. Oh, yeah. And like Brian is a very important part of that, as are the the others on the team. But like there have to be people leading the charge, even if it's very much a decentralized ecosystem. And there was
0: actually some blowback from the hardcore sort of the crypto anarchists who didn't want to see Coinbase be successful because you're right, it required a singular institution, which goes against the ethos of the like crypto <laughs> anarchist. But the reality was there was no shortage of sketchy websites where you could maybe transact from fiat to crypto, fingers crossed. And there was no, no place you could go where you could actually trust that that USD would convert. And that's what that's what Brian realized was the opportunity. Like, let's put our name on the website. Let's not be sketchy, internet, magic, the gathering website Let's just say hi, we're Coinbase. We're doing this above board. If you want to mess with crypto, come to us and it worked.
1: The 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 high integrity move of trust really really worked. Well, I mean trust when it comes to financial services, honestly, trust and brand are yeah. effectively the only thing that that a that, that an institution has, you know, now obviously there are other things around that, but it's really brand and trust as to why many people go to that institution and and honestly, if if Coinbase does one thing incredibly well, it's they've created that trusted brand, and that brand is going to get many of the traditional financial services, either institutions or individuals, probably comfortable with crypto. So they will actually play oh, yeah. a role in bringing people over from Dude, the traditional world into the crypto world.
0: And anyone that can't or anyone that's not able to pull it yet is just going to buy the stock. As the FOMO insurance, right? Well, that's.
1: I think that's actually Man, that's a an incredibly interesting feature of all of this, which is that for those who can't, and there may be financial institutions who may still be uncomfortable buying or holding mm. crypto uh, in in its actual token form, um, and maybe they don't trust the custody solutions yet, or or you know can't 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 get comfortable with all of that, but they can buy the stock and still have exposure. To, All day. Co- to crypto, which that is actually, I think, one of the most exciting features of Coinbase going public is that it gives anybody in the world now the ability to get some form of crypto exposure, whether it's company stock or crypto assets.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And 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 then let's not forget the mimetic potential of I mean, whether it's people on our slash Wall Street bets or the broader internet that just believes in coin right? Wants to send coin to the moon. Like there's, there's think, power an there, interesting man.
1: interesting question. So I was, I was on a, um, I was actually on a panel, Mario Gabriel from the generalist. He, he did a Coinbase S1 teardown and then hosted a panel about it. And I, and I helped contribute to that and, and wrote a portion of it with, with a number of other contributors. But in the panel, he actually asked the question. So on a scale of one to five, is Coinbase a meme stock and why? Six. Oh wow, okay. So how, how would you define meme stock? because I think that's the, that's the other interesting piece here. Like, okay, how would he define meme stock? This is helpful. He left that completely open. I actually because you're the, you're the one who has talked so much about kind of the creating the meme, but in the context of creating a movement, I, I, gave, I, I gave you credit for that and framed it in that context. <laughs> Thank you. Of right. like that, that it's, that it's not a meme stock in a negative connotation. It's a meme stock in the connotation that it's created a movement rather yes. than a meme stock in the, in the, in the sense of people are just pumping up the price of something for no apparent reason. Coinbase actually has real fundamentals as a business. It's a, mm-hmm. it's money. It's profitable as yeah. a business. Now Crypto it's pure software. May Crypto may go may may go through another crypto winter, and trading volumes may get depressed, and then therefore the revenues will will drop. So the business may not continue on this rocket ship ride that it's had this past quarter. And it, and it will,
0: it will at some point, guaranteed. There's going to be another crypto winter. If if you've been investing in this space for a while, you know it is booms and busts. And 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 you accurately pointed out trading volume is the thing because even if markets are down and volume is still the same, Coinbase still makes money. Yep. But but valid point, right? And it will come. I mean, you throw an underlying business that has, it's pure software, that has continued to deliver. And look, I'm an investor, full disclosure. This is not investment advice, blah, 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 blah. The reason I get so excited is because that, that the reason I say it's a six is because you have the memetic strength. One, I love the name, coin. It's a good one. You can send coin places, coin to the moon. It's just, it's good. That's pure brand, okay? And then two, there is already a community here that is anti-establishment and Coinbase's success is the ultimate anti-establishment stock in that, like, and I know it's ironic because it's a publicly traded company, blah, blah, I I get the irony of what I'm about to say, but it is a statement and a rallying cry around the strength of fiat that is a bigger statement about sort of broken systems that I think a lot of folks have have a lot of anger and resentment toward. It's the
1: pirate bet that is actually the Navy. If Coinbase (laughs) represents this whole new world of finance, but yet is also the on-ramp for many people to actually access that world of finance, Mm -hmm. should they then strategically go the route of Offering traditional financial services to that community? Oh, or yeah. should they just go down creep deeper down the crypto rabbit hole?
0: I like the crypto rabbit hole. There's just so much low-hanging fruit from a user experience standpoint that just needs to get better that they can offer that I I think they just keep they keep doing that. Now, I don't know. I don't have any insights from the company about this, but that's my hunch. And there is something that's gonna get wound up here on. The, the IPO day as it goes. Does it count? Is it called an IPO if it's a direct listing? It's still an IPO. It's still an For IPO, sure. but via direct listing is the way yes. to say it when I'm on Bloomberg. Okay. I want to get this right. I don't want the finance people to be like, man, you're wrong. Hippie. You know, I think going, <laughs> going public via direct listing, having this IPO direct, uh, via direct listing is going to be, there's going to be a lot of people watching. There's going to be a lot of people tweeting. There's going to be a lot of hype. And I think you get this, this memetic strength of increased conviction that I I just expect I don't know I I think it will feed on itself and and this is a company that then will have the war chest to really do what they want to do and be thoughtful about it but but I really I get more excited about the idea of Coinbase bringing a better user interface and user experience to more of crypto than letting you buy some shares in it. Uh, via you know trading on the market.
1: So then how much does the mimetic strength of Coinbase and the community that it's created, how does that then influence institutions in your mind? Do institutions believe in that and see that and then start using Coinbase because it has this community around it and therefore they should trust it because it's the most widely trusted business or intermediary in the crypto space. So does this actually not only bring the community of individuals around it, but the institutions as well? I
0: think so. I, I mean, we'll we'll see. And I think you'd probably know the institutional side better than me. But I, my sense is, tell me if I'm wrong, that, that this will, between the FOMO bet of like, I can't hold this myself, so I might as well hold the company that holds it type situation. And the fact that this is... Look, it's a pure software business that has had a Q1 like it's had and still has a lot of room to run in terms of new accounts and growth. I mean, it's where else are you going to go? Are you really going to go log on to Bank of America tomorrow and be like, yes,
1: I am going to buy some Bitcoin here. Buy some Bitcoin? Well, let's let's let them get that set up first. It might take a little while. God bless them. How long (laughs) is that going to take? You don't
0: guard that vault with guns. You guard it with
1: code. And that's just... A That's a really interesting question. Is like, have institutions missed their moment in that regard, or can institutions build these trading venues if they're exchanges? Can they? I mean, CME has tried to build crypto crypto trading products. Um, you know, others I think have thought about that. So, do the institutions try to build that themselves, and by virtue of being these trusted institutions over? tens, if not hundreds of years in some of these cases. Goldman Sachs is over 160 years old. Does that have any bearing on those institutions actually creating something for the crypto space, or Mm. will people just trust Coinbase? Now, I I do wonder if these institutions may be so far behind now, given that we've had this bull market and there's an escape velocity to some Mm -hmm. extent that Coinbase has, that they will become the de facto player given their size and scale, both on the individual side. Now, on the institutional side, it'll be interesting because people will have other venues and other options. But I think, I mean, honestly, the the other interesting question here is like, should Coinbase go and buy a traditional exchange? That could totally be on the table. I mean, huh. they could I'm go the and buy SIBO, it's it's a relatively large exchange. Now now, this is prior to Coinbase's incredible Q1, but as of last yeah. year, Q4 2020, SIBO <laughs> had Higher revenues and EBITDA than Coinbase did, yet it was only valued. It's only a ten billion dollar company. I mean, Coinbase could go and buy that business. Um, This is not advice for either Coinbase (laughs) or. We're gonna get Brian um, on here, but uh, (laughs) they could go and buy a traditional exchange because there will be a crypto winner at some point. We don't know when that'll be, but but that may change the the valuation of Coinbase, which I think last valuation in private markets was. Around 100 billion dollars, um, so that's significantly greater than where Sibo trades at 10 billion dollars. So, what if they went and bought Sibo? They, you know, gave Sibo some equity in Coinbase. They traded a little bit of equity and dilution for all these licenses, all these access to traditional financial products, and then you could encompass. Pretty much everything, the entire spectrum from traditional financial services to crypto. Coinbase has become the on-ramp for the traditional world to access crypto, but then this might become the on-ramp for institutions to access the crypto world in an even bigger way because they'd have that they could do traditional stuff through SIBO and then move into the institutional world through or the crypto world through Coinbase. I like the way you're thinking about this, Michael. That's that that would be incredible.
0: My my sense, these guys are look they're they're relentless on the product they're going to keep building i think the obvious the obvious stuff continues to be in crypto, but there's certainly room to run. Uh, we got to get Brian on here. I think that's the only solution uh, what is going to be the sign on opening day that this is this is
1: tracking well what what's the is it a price thing well, what's your sense it's a good question so I think the um to some extent, the release of Q1 numbers uh, or estimated Q num- Q1 numbers already tells me that this business is an absolute juggernaut. Now, will it trade above where it's it's priced at on, on list day? I mean, that could definitely be possible because I think what's, what's so fascinating about this IPO and then likely with the Robinhood IPO is there have been very few IPOs where the user of that product now has the ability to buy their stock. Mm. And now they have that ability. So I think you could get some really excited investors who want to buy the stock because they've already used the product and love the experience. That's happened in a few other cases, but I think that could be incredibly powerful here in large part because of the mimetic response and the movement and community that's been created in ways that Others have not, right? Other companies just either can't or haven't done that. So I think that's incredibly powerful. But no, you know, I I think, I mean, look, again, the the crypto space is going to go through its ups and downs. Right now, it's very much on an up. Mm. I think there may be some traditional investors who, and people on Wall Street, of which I'm not, I'm not an all Wall Street analyst, but they might have prior to these earnings estimates being released. Would have said, wait a minute, how can how can Coinbase be valued higher than Goldman Sachs, which I think was $108, $110 billion market cap? Mm -hmm. How can it be worth more than ICE and CME and all and and NASDAQ, NYSE? Like how can it be worth more than all these exchanges? But if you run rate these numbers, they are incredibly healthy numbers. Again, we're in a crypto bull market, so that's my caveat. I don't think there's a price target or a number that tells me this is successful. Obviously, that will tell the either the the existing investors and or the new investors whether or not um, they left money on the table. Uh, so it, it, there will be some, su- some measure of success or failure on IPO day as a result of that. But from my perspective, I mean, over the long term, crypto obviously has its place in society. It has its place in finance. Not going anywhere. And as a result of that, I mean, I don't see why Coinbase can't become a massive, massive business well beyond what it is today. Because of the business that they've built, and then I think you'll see this happen in other parts of the world. There are other exchanges around other parts of other parts of the world that will do similar things. Now, maybe Coinbase acquires them, maybe Coinbase ends up competing with them, but they haven't even really gone international in a big way. So I think like there's there's so much room to run in this entire space. Mm-hmm. Institutions are just starting to get in. So I, whatever happens on on the day of the listing. I think I'm I incredibly impressed with what Coinbase has built. Hey,
0: Just the start, man. Just the start. But I I, I appreciate the thoughtful take. Uh, I'm obviously very biased here, but I'm uh, hoping for a good a good
1: start myself. Hey, even even at where where it would have priced in the private markets, I think you'd probably be pretty happy. Yeah, I'm feeling okay. Not gonna lie, feeling okay. Will it be the best return in in your investing history? Maybe to date,
0: I, but certainly to date but now you know i'm i'm we're trying to get even more ambitious with
1: 776 so we're we're setting the bar all right well that's going to have to be for the next episode cuz we have a lot of venture to talk about hell yeah all right let's dance